Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the special Halloween edition 2021 Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align. And boy, do we have a show today dedicated to some of the scariest topics in finances, and we'll cover that in our financial planning segment uh, after this segment and our investment highlights. But boy, what a week it's been. Uh, we've had a pretty good run in stocks most of the week. I know the futures uh, today may be pointing a little bit down based on some disappointing numbers from Amazon after the bell yesterday, and Apple's numbers were fairly tepid. Up to this point, though, We've had a pretty strong month, and we'll highlight that in our next segment, just how strong the month has been. It's been more treats than tricks this October, as September was more of a ghoulish pleasure and one of the kind of worst months we've had since the meltdown last uh, March that was induced by, by COVID. Uh, this week has seen some new highs, especially on tech-heavy NASDAQ, S&P 500, etc., uh, as the markets open today, you know, what we're seeing is the S&P cruising in right just under the uh, 4,600 level uh, NASDAQ uh, composite, about 15,448. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at about 35,730, capping strong gains for the year. Um, nothing has been stronger, though, than crude oil uh, with all the talk about electric vehicles. And we're going to cover that in our email uh, mailbag segment at the end of the show. Gasoline and their derivatives of oil have had an impressive year uh, running up to huge gains. And something that's gone a little bit almost unnoticed thus far is gold is back above the $1,800 an ounce mark with all the talk of inflation that you've heard on this show for the last uh, really uh, four weeks. It's good to see that gold has got a little bit of a bid. And looking at it on the charts, I think this is the, um, you know, kind of a near-term high, getting back to where we were in September after a rough September and a slow start to October. So we'll continue watching gold. Keep in mind, it made its all-time high a year ago in the fall, starting last August. Now, with our famous... Uh, or infamous commodity du jour around these parts is lumber. If you're watching lumber prices, that's back under 700 uh, per 1,000 board feet at 677, uh, down 23 bucks right on the nose in Thursday's trading. As uh, some of the mills and some of the activity there is getting more normalized, but generally this has been um, what I would say would be a pretty strong uh, start uh, to the to the year, uh, almost 10 months fully in, in the commodity complex as prices have seen a lot of traction on the way up and have continued to stay there. 
So for the show today, we've got an investment spotlight uh, on what the earnings season has produced thus far. And outside of kind of some of Amazon's news, earnings have been relatively robust uh, almost across the board. Also, we're going to take a deeper dive, as I said, in some of the spookier and scarier things that can happen from a financial standpoint to you, um, looking at it from the gaze of a financial planning practitioner. And finally, we will look in our mailbag when we have questions about the aforementioned electric vehicles and what are some of the hidden less than uh, stellar things to consider when purchasing an electric vehicle. So stick around. We'll be back after 60 seconds from these words from our sponsors. You're listening to Financial Fridays, hosted by Align Wealth Management. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And in this, our second segment of the show, we're going to take a deeper dive of what's gone on with earnings announcements, etc. This week, as we said in our lead, it has been a very good week for markets, and they have pushed up to new all-time highs this week. Although after the bell last night, uh, Apple and Amazon had uh, tepid um, releases with their earnings, and I think uh, overnight uh, Amazon was even down um, $120 plus or minus uh, from where they closed on Thursday evening. But we'll take a deeper dive into what's been released to this point as there are, uh, you know, as we said earlier, pretty good news for for stocks. And uh, you can look at the bull and bear case for stocks this way. And with the third quarter earnings season is uh, well underway, uh, going for now two weeks, with a significant ramp higher in corporate reports coming in over the next two weeks. Over the next 14 days, more than 300 of the S&P 500 companies will report their third quarter results, representing roughly 60% of the S&P 500. If you look at uh, some of the stuff from Fact Set, fact set uh, Ding would be uh, on earnings. The Democrats are concerning a billionaire's wealth tax, which is a tax on corporate buybacks and a minimum tax on companies with high profit margins but little taxable income. In Ameriprise House view, the market has largely ignored the potential for higher taxes, mainly because the details have been difficult to ascertain. 
Other things that we've seen is clogs in the supply chain. However, there are small indications of supply pressure may be moving past what they call peak congestion, though most companies expect disruptions to continue into next year. As we've stated, stocks have pushed higher this week, and earnings have confirmed demand is strong and supply is tight. As was noted last week on the call, the S&P 500 index is back again in its new all-time high territory, hitting an all-time closing high on Tuesday. And again on Wednesday, it hit an intraday high. It's the 57th such event of the year. By the close on Wednesday, stocks have taken a breather ahead of a month end and after a barrage of earnings reports this week. Notably, the modest pause on Wednesday was following days of gains, and it comes on the heels of what is looking like one of the strongest October rallies since 2015. Month to date, through Wednesday, the S&P 500 was higher by 5.7%, and in fact, there have only been four other times over the last 20 years the broad-based U.S. stock barometer has gained more than 5% in October. In most of the financial advisors or financial writers' view, this is a favorable seasonal tailwind, bode well for investors through year-end, and could keep the bullish narrative in the driver's seat as long as Washington or reopening trends don't disrupt the Apple cart. FactSet had reported and shown that year-to-date gains are very strong across the major U.S. averages and heading into year-end. And though under the surface I could highlight the tug-of-war between growth and value or the ever-evolving sector dynamics, the real key, key tactical decision in 2021 was whether to overweight or underweight stocks versus bonds. In Ameriprise's view, tilting portfolios towards stocks and underweighting bonds this year was essentially the critical tactical decision to make. Higher weightings to stocks, particularly in the U.S., have been additive to performance, where the place that allocation further down the list of factors to consider that would be other parts of the world or small versus mid-caps. Now, the small-cap index, uh, Russell 2000, uh, has had uh, a tremendous run to date and has even outperformed the S&P 500. So I've been covering a lot of detailed ground on the earnings front over the last uh, couple weeks since the end of September, and for good reason. Coming into the third quarter earnings season, investors were concerned supply chain disruptions and higher input costs were going to pressure third quarter profit margins, possibly souring what has been a great year for stock prices and corporate results. And while these issues are legitimate and could weigh on profit trends over time, the concern may have been overstated at least based on third quarter results. And here's a quick assessment of what we see on the Q3 earnings front and well over a third complete now. Many companies continue to highlight the demand environment is very strong, whether it's in cloud computing, advertising on search, or selling hamburgers and beverages. Consumers and businesses are spending health helping drive profitability. Now, actually, the third quarter outperformance on the earnings front, that's actual results versus estimates, is down from the second quarter and quarter one. However, profit beat beat rates are still well above the long-term average and show that companies are delivering results that far exceed street expectations. We're also seeing profit margins increase, which is a net positive. 
and on average have come in above 12 percent for the third higher for the third quarter uh, once all the results somehow have been tallied now a note of caution for the earnings picture so far is, is the fourth quarter profit estimates have risen by a minimal amount since the start of earnings seasons. And while that's not the end of the world, it does indicate corporate guidance is not pr- prompting analysts to make significant revisions higher in their estimates, meaning the market tailwind from a beat and raise environment does not appear to be as strong this time around compared to the last several quarters. But there again, you're going against COVID quarters last year. Yet the S&P 500 is still up 5.7% in October, and it's hard to be too critical on the performance of the matter like this in such a strong month. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management for this special Halloween 2021 edition of Financial Fridays. This is our famous third segment where we delve into the financial planning topics and going with today's theme of spooky and scary items, let's discuss some of the scariest items that can go on in financial planning. Uh, Some of these are centered around what I would call income deficits, or scary debt situations. One of the things that happens in real life is there can be some bumps in the road. As we've talked about many times on this show, the best way you can help protect yourself and your family financially is engage with a certified financial planner and a comprehensive plan and identify first and foremost as your foundation how much of a cash reserve you should have. That is cash put back for a rainy day because rainy days can be scary. And in looking at that scenario, sometimes people don't have enough cash and therefore they get spooked out when unexpected expenses occur. Foremost among these could be unexpected medical bills that uh, either if you don't have insurance or aren't covered by insurance – uh, maybe an auto accident, etc. So if you don't have a cash reserve and you've been hit with these major bills, what should you do uh, in an effort to avoid a Halloween-style situation with your finances? First and foremost, work with the people that have sent you the bill. 
if you do not have the money at the time to pay the full bill, be upfront and honest with them and ask how can you work out the situation either through a payment plan or some other type of uh, mechanism. Occasionally, uh, medical uh, hospitals will have payment plans available or even write-offs available for people who have uh, either uninsured or less than adequate insurance and encounter uh, huge medical bills that they would have to pay for out of pocket. First and foremost, they don't want they would spend almost as much money chasing down bad bills and do appreciate it when people would contact them right off the bat to say, you know, for example, I can't pay this bill. What are my options? Can I set up some type of installment payment, pay over a period of several months, even a few years? That's always your best Option. I think as Abe Lincoln said, honesty is the best policy, or that may have been George Washington. But we digress. Secondarily, if the people that have billed you or your creditors are not as flexible, that would be a time to look at what parts of your budget can you cut or could you cut in an effort to make additional payments and payments on on the debt. Don't be afraid to reach out, especially in a debt situation, to, to ask what is the minimum payment that we could make in order for us not to be turned over to collections or to have our credit uh, be ruined because of this and do whatever it takes that you can out of your monthly and weekly paychecks to make those, make those payments. Because these are real-life scary situations that can come up. It's not just at Halloween and, and all kidding aside. Most places that do run into this really do appreciate consumers who will say, what are my options? I want to start making payments because the debt collection business is a cottage industry. And when people are turned over to them, the host company is going to lose some money just by based on what they have to pay to the collection services uh, that will harass and hound you. We hope this has been valuable information on this special edition of Halloween 2021. You're listening to Financial Fridays brought to you by Lime Wealth Management, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align, and this is our famous email bag segment where we answer the questions that inquiring minds want to know. As a reminder, my email is william.a.watson at ampf.com. This week's question comes in from uh, listeners with regards to what's happening in the electric electrification of vehicles across the country and what our thoughts are on how far this will go. So let's keep in mind that electric cars are probably here to stay, and I don't think uh, you'll find any commentators who would acknowledge anything different. Obviously, I think people like the idea of plugging a vehicle in, driving around, uh, coming back home, plugging it up at night. Uh, some people like this for the perceived uh, status it may uh, give them, others because of perceived economic benefits, and still others because of simplicity and maybe lack of access to unleaded gasoline stations. But a couple of things to keep in mind and, and realize the footprint of our radio show and our client base is pretty much uh, the what I would call upper south to lower midwest area of the country where we do have a pretty good spread of four seasons a year. In other parts of the country, the weather's quite different. The good news is for the electric car people, the population in the U.S. appears to be moving to the south and to the west, which typically has mild winters. And you may ask why are winters important when it comes to electric vehicles. Think of it this way and think of it with kind of more of an eye towards, you know, what Ford is doing with their electric F-150 pickup trucks. If you live in Minnesota or the uh, Dakotas, probably from this time of year up until mid-April, the first thing you're going to do when you start your car in the morning is going to turn the heater on. Uh, that's because it's probably 30 degrees there already, uh, and it's only going to get colder over the next few months. Now, what does a heater do to a vehicle? Well, with an electric car, it takes a lot of electricity to heat a vehicle. Uh, some studies have even shown that maybe it takes as much electricity, if not more, to heat a vehicle than to propel the vehicle down the road in its normal driving fashion. Now, why is that important? Well, in states that are in um, higher latitudes, you're going to have winter probably three or four months a year, and if you're using as much of your battery to heat your vehicle and keep you warm inside, that's less distance you're going to be able to travel. Now, let's, let's fast forward this thought process to the workplace. And uh, you know, around our part of the country, you see a lot of Ford F-150s you know, coming from our friends at Jim Hayes, uh, Ford, Lincoln Mercury, or Champion Motors a lot. And if they were electrified and it's cold, they're going to be using a lot of their battery to heat their vehicles. Not to mention, if you're towing a pretty big payload, 
you're going to be using more of your battery for that extra torque and to tow that payload. Now, in the trades business, most of these trucks, and, and they could be, you know, Fords or Chevys or Dodges, a lot of them are diesels. And if you've driven around, you hear the diesel motors idling. Uh, so trucks stay warm. So the, the fellows or ladies that work outside so we can have infrastructure and nice things as they're working their tails off, they may want to jump back in their vehicle and warm up. Those diesel vehicles are idling a lot of the time. And for the better part of a hundred years, that's not been a, be- a bad way to operate. So I would say on the electrification issue, especially as it pertains to work vehicles, it's going to be difficult to replace internal combustion engines with with just lithium battery electric vehicles, especially in parts of the country where it gets cold. Because I don't think most people are going to want to have to charge their car at lunch just to get enough charge to hopefully get back home at the end of the day. And if you're dealing with vehicles that typically only have about 180-mile range, and half the range is used heating your car, you know, 90 miles in a day, unless you are living in a very, very, very confined footprint of an urban area, is not probably an optimum trade-off for a vehicle that you could fill up once a week, run it all week, and then just go back to the gas station um, at the end of the week and get ready for what's coming down the road. So those are some things to think about that aren't always discussed. And it is kind of ironic. Most of the commercials I've seen for electric vehicles, uh, there's a lot of palm trees in them. They're running down the coast with the uh, ocean uh, on one side of the car and a nice, uh, you know, dry mountain view on the on the other side of the car. So what you're having is maybe kind of subconsciously these electric car manufacturers plant the seed in our head. This is what we're meant for. As I said earlier, it, it's clear the population of the country is moving south and a little bit southwest. And, you know, a bad winter, you know, we all know what happened in Texas this last February. But aside from that anomaly, you know, most of the winters are not extremely cold uh, once you get <clears throat> into the southern extremes of the U.S. The other part of electric vehicles that I would say is a little bit of a bear case for them is we don't really know what their track record is uh, for being worked on, maintenance, et cetera. Uh, I think, too, it, it'd be a good, um, a good experiment. You know, call local body shops and ask them if they've ever done any body work on a Tesla. Um, and I would bet most have not. And I think if you really do a deep dive on Tesla's website, what you're going to find is is there's probably very few, just a handful of approved uh, body shops for Teslas. And they're going to be mainly around the urban areas. So if you get in a little dust up in the Kroger parking lot with a cart or a um, another vehicle or, heaven forbid, uh, like what happened to me, a uh, person in a cart hits your car, uh, you may have be on a long wait list to get that buffed out or popped out of your vehicle. And finally, another thing to consider with all this electrification is there will be continued moves from current auto manufacturers into the electric vehicle space. 
And the electric vehicle people, the proponents will say, see, that, that proves this is where the future is. But I would say, to quote my old, uh, old mentor, Paul Harvey, there's the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is this, and, and oftentimes the older you get, you, you'll realize most things come down to money. And the reason why there is such a big push out of the uh, automobile industry towards this is it takes quite a few less workers to assemble an electric vehicle as opposed to a internally combusted normal drivetrain vehicle. So let's wrap our heads around that. I think some studies have shown even a third less worker. So if you are General Motors uh, or Toyota and you have a uh, um, UAW, United Auto, Auto Workers contract, and it takes, let's say, 10 people to put together a big Suburban or a uh, Toyota Sequoia that has a normal uh, gasoline motor drivetrain, that's the motor, transmission, etc., and it only takes you seven employees to put together an electric version of that, knowing that probably on your income statement every year, personnel may be your largest expense. If you can introduce a product that takes and wipes out single-handedly a third of your largest expense, and you could even charge a little bit more for what you're making, that's a no-brainer. So when you see these electric vehicle ads and, and, and seemingly people promoting it for all the quote-unquote good that it does, maybe for the environment, maybe for the future, keep in mind there's going to be probably maybe up to 25% or a third of the auto workers' workforce potentially be displaced uh, because of this. So there's always a rest of the story and a real story. And as uh, one of my longtime mentors always said, there's there's three versions uh, of every story, and, and one may be the truth. So keep that in mind, and, and we'll be back same time, same station next week. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Line Wealth Management. And have a great weekend, and happy Halloween. This is WOMI Owensboro.